He's just a hack. He's just an absolute hack. And he gets his ass kicked by his teammates every week. It's just, you know, it's terrible. It's just terrible. Welcome back to Hack City. Joe DeLeon, Sean Anderson, two former college football players from the University of Rhode Island. Today, we are going to be previewing week eight of the college football slate on the FBS level. We've got a couple things that we do have to get to regarding the beard bet for anyone who's been following along with that. Today, specifically, going to be discussing Penn State, Ohio State, Tennessee versus Alabama, and Utah versus USC. Before we get to that, though, stop shaking your goddamn head. I am not in the mood for you. You're, 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 you're all pissy. No, it's not me. All, it's not me today. It's What you. is it? What, it's you. Oh, oh, God forbid I, I woke up early to record. And, What's God and it's forbid? The, it's the middle you of the, how to speak. It's the middle of the goddamn day for you, and I'm waking up early. And the first thing I'm doing while I'm getting bombarded with messages. That's not work, my fault. I hate you. Do the goddamn read. Yeah, I will. Why not? Jeez. Jerk ass. Picking it. You want to know what's going on? The beard bed is tearing the show apart. Mm. Football's back. And we had a decent one last night. We had a decent one on Monday Night Football. The Chargers the are so inept. They should, they should fire that coach. Both of those teams should just fire their coaches right now. Uh, get dissolve. the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with BetOnline's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. Here's some news. I hate Joe. Head to the website today or, to, or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BLEAVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. If you want a fun line to know if your co-host is going to try to snake you over and over and over again, it's probably sitting at about minus 300. There's no snaking happening, Sean. You're being a little sneaky. No, we were making a final decision on what game we wanted. God forbid. And you could have done it too. I wanted to check who Miami of Ohio had played. This isn't a blind bet. It's a bet. I'm not going to just go into bet online and pick a bunch of random ass teams and get all of them wrong. I know that you when do we that over time. When we have overtime, it comes to a blind bet. You That wasn't established. That wasn't it said. It was established. It was established. No, the, the phrase. It was. No, it wasn't. We deliberately picked a game that we knew very little about, but it was not established that this was some sort of blind bet. You're just making up. You're just saying shit, man. You're just no, saying not. shit. You're no, 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 shit. no, no, no. You're, you're not going to You're not gonna be able to flip that on me. You can't flip my phrase you on me, pal. You are, are no, just, just. You're sitting here. You're trying just to making it up as you go. You're just making it up as you go. Pick your team. All right. And then all right. You're leave Sean with the team that you don't want. All right. So the beard bet for anyone who's unfamiliar with it. We talked about it on the recap show. We had bet between Washington and Oregon. Because I had shaved my neck on a moment of weakness, I gave Sean three points. So because Washington only won by three, the bet is a push. So this week, we are extending the bet for an extra week. Toledo versus Miami of Ohio is the replacement game. We thought it was fitting to pick a game that we didn't really know much about. And one that is not on the major level scale. We didn't want to pick an FCS game because, you know, that... That we actually cover. We know about these FCS teams. I don't know dick about Toledo or Miami of Ohio. I know that they both have one loss and they've played pretty good so far this season. Yeah, but you got some research in, didn't you? I was just checking who they played. I'm going with Miami of Ohio. You have Toledo. Any final thoughts? And if you make one more one more comment about me, just make a comment about the game and then we're moving on. 
Go Rockets. There's my comment. Finn stinks. All right, let's talk about these big games. You, you really you want to you want to go down that Finn versus yeah, Gabbard? I got Gabbard, man. Yeah, Gabbard's yeah. My guy. Enjoy it. Home right, let's, let's talk about this Penn State Ohio State game. So, I I've done a little digging for this one that Ohio State to me has been a little inconsistent thus far and inconsistent in the way that they, they haven't taken that next step. You know, they, they've had some really good games. They've had some good offensive output. The way that they looked in the second half against Maryland when they were asked to just flip the switch, go win that football game, they looked really good. But at the same time, Penn State's looked dominant, but against a bunch of nobodies. You know, they, they beat West Virginia, who couldn't hang on to a lead in the final seconds against Houston. Um, they beat Iowa, which we know is a dumpster fire, but somehow still only has one loss. And they've beaten Illinois. They haven't really been challenged thus far. Ohio State has. And I look at what Ohio State did against Notre Dame, and I see so many comparisons to that Ohio, or sorry, to that Notre Dame roster to Penn State's. And I think that it is very advantageous for Ohio State that they've already played a really similar team and they're getting to do it at home, that they are going to have the leg up in this game. Gosh, you look at all we talked about in the offseason was if Penn State was going to be ready to make that jump and really compete with the top two in the Big Ten. That's that's all we talked about when it came to Penn State was, look, they might finally have a team. And now it's October, and I don't know if I can say they do. And they have a bad record against Ohio State. They haven't they haven't beaten Ohio State since 2016, and that was 21 to 24. The last uh, the last years to come after that, Ohio State win 39 38, 27 26, 28 17, 38 25, 33 24, 44. 31 uh, most recently in 2022 it has been a little tight in a couple games but for the most part this is Ohio State just taking care of business and and just saying okay James Franklin whoever you want to bring in here you might have some good players but you're not going to beat us and they don't so if this game was playing being played in week two I would probably be more in on Penn State. Now that we've had enough of a sample size to look at them and look at their faults, they're great enough for me to say, ah, it's probably going to go Ohio State. Just looking at it from that that perspective, I have seen too much of them to believe that they can beat Ohio State. So, okay, there's a lot there. You're so you're basically getting at here that you think that Ohio State has the advantage is what you're saying. I think that Penn State might match up well against them defensively. They have mm-hmm. a good defense with good defensive backs. But on offense, I feel like they will come into this game a little bit inept. They're just they just do not have the talent on the outside. And it, it might look a lot like that Notre Dame Ohio State game. It might look a lot like that, but I think Notre Dame might have a better quarterback. See, I actually Notre Dame has the more experienced quarterback, but Drew Allar is more physically gifted. Like he is more of a I runner. Agree. And he has actually been an extension of the running game for them. So I think on Penn State side, 
that really helps them. And one of the things I, I, you know, I quickly just wrote down like a talking point for this game. It really comes down to if Penn State wins this game, does Drew Allard do something to take it over? Does he extend plays with his legs and find guys as plays are unraveling? Because I'm telling you right now, those receivers that have been, they've been bad. I'm going to go as far as to say they've been bad. If you have watched game, I've watched too many Penn State games. I've watched too much Penn State film. All of their offensive production comes from their running backs. And I'm talking about passing production. It comes from Katron Allen and Nick Singleton and their two really good tight ends. Outside of Keandre Lambert-Smith, they don't really have anybody. They don't have any receivers that have taken over. Go pull up all their box scores over the actually competent Big Ten teams that they've played. Don't I don't want to see the Delaware or UMass box scores. They don't have any receiver production, and that to me is going to hurt them in this game. Not because Ohio State has an elite secondary. They've got a pretty good secondary. I love Ransom. He's a really good football player. But because of how good their defensive line has been, if your receivers aren't getting open quick enough and this happened against Notre Dame, they're going to get home. They're going to cause pressures. They're going to cause problems. Does Alar evade that stuff? Does he extend plays? Does he get the ball off? That's what I think for me is it's really, really going to come down to. Yeah, I, uh, I took you up on your offer. Uh, I, I guess the most competent team they've played is Iowa. So, sure. Yeah, and pull, they, they, pull they those passing statistics. They beat them 31-0. Uh, Keandre Lambert-Smith led with eight eight catches, 66 yards, a touchdown. Theo Johnson, six for 42. Liam Clifford, two for 17. Tyson Potts, one for 16. Dante Cephas, one for 11. Yeah, this is... This it is, is, is for not good. That game still. I think I a couple I, of them were to tight ends too, though. That's yeah. my point. I don't know what the hell you're doing with this team. I do. This not is at that. Ohio State too, though. Like that to me is like the really defining piece to this is if this was on the road and if Ohio State won last year at Penn State, I, I think it's Dunzo, man. We we gotta you gotta be smart here. We gotta pick the team that clearly has the advantage. November twenty third, just. Put the turkey in, cooked. That's what it is. They're done for. Damn. (laughs) That's all it took? (laughs) You know what? That might have been all it took. I I still thought Penn State was going to come in and and not win, but it's – I'm not trying to say anything that gets me on a hype video, which it won't. But in theory, you're, an, I think you're it's a buffoon. No good. one's putting I you on a hype video. It's always good to try to avoid saying things that would hypothetically be in the opposing team's hype video that you're talking about. It does not look good for Penn State going into this game uh, with Ohio State at home. And they're still looking to the final game against the guys up north. So now the chaos would be great, but cool. I just just don't think that's that's going to happen. All right. Alabama versus Tennessee, we kind of talked about the chaos that is caused by the outcome of this game. If Alabama wins, they're riding high into that LSU matchup with the possibility that they can make the playoff, which I don't want to have to watch that. I don't want to have to watch them make the playoff. Conversely, Tennessee hasn't been great, but they're still still fighting to remain in that conversation in their division, in the SEC, I I don't think that they can necessarily get to the SEC championship game, but they could still finish with with two losses, potentially one, because the remaining stretch of their season is doable. Probably two, because they still have to play Georgia. 
This game, though, is so perfectly crafted in the sense. This is a Big Ten matchup right here, man. This is a Big Ten head-to-head battle between Tennessee and Alabama because we've got two elite defenses, two of the statistically most dominant defensive lines in the country. James Pierce Jr. is so freaking good for Tennessee. Dallas Turner has turned it on. That secondary for Alabama with Kool-Aid McKinstry and Tyrion Arnold has been amazing. Two amazing defenses going up against two teams that run the ball well and can't throw the ball consistently for shit. They'll go one half moving the ball through the air amazingly, and then another half is just non-existent, which happened for Alabama last week against Arkansas, kind of helped Arkansas climb back into it. But, Sean, this is a Big Ten matchup right here if we've ever seen You got to stop saying that. that, brother. I can't believe you doubled down. These fans are – Tell are, me it's are, not. Un- Tell me it's not. Look. I don't care. I mean, you guys – you guys not in compare yourself, but claim that the SEC is so much better than the Big Ten, and you just spit out Wisconsin-Iowa. That's what we've got going on here. <laughs> um. Between two of your best teams. Look, I don't like – I don't like the end result of this game on either side, right? Like, if Alabama wins, they're definitely going to be five yelling about the playoff at the end of the year. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. I don't think they make the, the top four, but boy, are they going to just add a, a, a huge wrench into that decision for who goes to this playoff in the final year of the four-team format. I know Saban can't wait another year to get to 12. If Tennessee wins then you have little scoops of expectation starting to get mounted on them and they're not good enough to go to the CFP. So it just seems like what are we playing for here? If not to let Alabama have its late season dramatics. And I am tired of the late season dramatics, hysterics, Saban going on uh, NBA tip off to try to sway voters I, 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 I'm I sick and tired of the Alabama polling, and the only way that can happen is if Tennessee wins, and if Tennessee wins, then the floor drops out later. So it's just there's no good end game in this game for, for mm-hmm. me or I think just for college football sanity. And trust me, I love the chaos, but this seems like it's uh, – what what's the daytime so, – this seems like soap opera chaos. That's what it, this seems like. You think and this I'm is not days of our lives? It. This is days of our lives. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't – I'm not – I. it just – it feels – it feels too scripted. I don't like it. Sure. Specifically talking about this game, though. Um, I, I Honestly, I think it's really just a simple – okay, there's there's two alleys to this. I think that the winner is as simple as which quarterback plays the best. Best. I, I really think oh. it's Joe Milton, who went what like ten for twenty one last week for a hundred yards and a pick, and then Jalen Milrow, who actually statistically has not been that bad over the past couple of weeks. But we 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 all know his limitations. We all know the limitations that Jalen Milrow has when he's not just throwing the ball deep. He has a lot of issues and turns the ball over. So who is the better stat line is kind of what I'm looking at because they're both going to try to establish the run game. And I think part of what comes into play here, Tennessee's offensive line is vastly, vastly better than Alabama's. Alabama's is in the bottom third in tackles for loss allowed, in sacks allowed. 
And if you put on the film, their guys are just getting the shit kicked out of them on a snap to snap basis. They are not playing well. And that's why I lean Tennessee here is that I think that Tennessee has that advantage of protecting Joe Milton and that run game, establishing that run game. They're going to be able to do it a little bit, just slightly easier than uh, than what Alabama is going to get in this game. I liked your first point. I would have reworded it to which quarterback doesn't play worse uh, because oh, I think, geez. I mean, playing the best, it technically they're one in the same, but I don't know if either quarterback has had a season good enough for me to say who can outduel the other. It doesn't seem like an outduel. It seems like who doesn't throw it to the opposite Jersey color more. And that's what I'm riding on. And I, I think it might be Joe Milton. I, for some reason, when Milrow gets within the 30, it feels like he's just targeting the other team. Why is that? You can march down the field. You can run. You're big. You're strong, fast, athletic, good arm. And you get within the opposing team's 30, and it's just it, it SpongeBob brain, panic, screaming, flashing lights. Just focus in. Make your reads. It. I'm making it sound easier than it is. It's terribly difficult, but I think Milton might turn it over one time less. But I'm not. I'm not projecting a zero turnover game. Let's get that. Let's let's be clear. Again, that is, this, that's a crazy person's wager. This is Big Ten West football <laughs> happening in the SEC. Um, all right, Utah USC. I, I think my thoughts on this one are, are pretty simple, Sean. I. I just think if Notre Dame was able to do what they did last week to to embarrass USC, I think that there's a little bit of unraveling coming coming down here. Now, one of the things that I think is always really critical critical to talk about when a, a decent team is embarrassed, it's hard to bet against them the following week. A, a good cohesive unit is going to show up in the practice facility, rally the troops, try to get going, and find a win, a way to win your next game. I just feel like, though, USC has a little bit of unraveling going on the way that they just gave up against Notre Dame. I really don't see a path here for USC to finish the season strong, and them playing against Utah does not bode well for them at all. They have a lot of really quality defensive players, a lot of really well-coached players that turn the ball over, create sacks. If their offensive line plays as bad as they did against Notre Dame, there are going to be three-plus turnovers by that offense again this week. I'm telling you that right now. I'm not – I know that everyone loves to do the – Joe's a anti-USC guy because you he's are. a Notre Dame homer. But if we look at the way that things shaped out last week, there is a lot of reason to pick Utah in this one. I, I I mean, the, the critics are right about you. They are 100% correct. All right, all right. Quit focusing about they, me. You, you they, spent too much time thinking about me, talking about me. Let's, let's get the pick out. They are spot on about your analysis and bias. You're a dick. But in this instance, you're not wrong. USC got punked last week. They got punked, and we knew eventually they were going to get punked. And Utah, better than Notre Dame. Utah, meaner than Notre Dame. Defense flies around and thumps. They're yeah, not yeah. offensively better, though. Eh. Did I cut you off when you were babbling incoherently? No. 
No, I was babble, babbling coherently. Hey, there, that, babble. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> Speak. <laughs> Jeez. Um, yeah, USC, I think – I do not think that this team – and I know they have best player in the country and they have an offense that has even at times exceeded expectations for me of how good they can be. They are not – I don't believe they are a team that is built of the things that can pull you out from the depths – after losing that way on national TV to Notre Dame, like like some teams, you just think they can they can crawl out. They do not have whatever TCU had last year. They don't have an ounce of it. Whatever TCU had to keep winning those crazy ass games, keep on getting hurt, keep getting up, keep fighting. They don't have that, and they do not also have like the Michigan factor where they're saying we're just tough. We we know you got players. We have players too, and we're really good. They don't have that. They have, oh, look at this quarterback. Man, he's good. When everyone else fails, he can step up and keep a play alive. That's what they have. Hey, look at our coach. Man, if he, you know, if he gets a quarterback with a clean pocket for five seconds, he's got a really good deep scheme. Okay, cool. What does your team do after getting punched in the mouth by Notre Dame like that? I do not expect them to bounce back in any type of resilient fashion. And I think Utah's defense is a scary one. Would you want mm. to play Utah's defense? Would you want no. to go up on, on shaky no. ground? If you're a team on shaky ground and you have to play that Utah team that looks like they're rabid, that looks like they're infected. Yeah, they come down wanting to just absolutely smack the shit out of you on every single play. I, I think you hit the nail on the head here. I My big thing is they just they just don't seem like a team that's a, a unit that is going to come together. They they quit. They quit against Notre Dame. And anytime you see a team quit, Notre Dame, at least when they lost to Louisville by the amount of points that they did, they fought to kind of try to get back into it, even though they looked bad. That was a total give up move. Caleb Williams gave up after the third pick. There was no energy to say, we're going to pick ourselves up the off the mat. What do you? Oh, you're saying that the because of Jason Garrett and she's got the worst broadcast team. The yeah, I thought it was team. I thought it was us just being jerks uh, listening to it. No, I'm online. I'm like, oh my god! I'm glad I'm not the only one that's noticing this. It's like watching golf. My point is USC did not pick themselves up off the mat and they gave up. And anytime I see a team do that when they get punched in the throat, I don't have a lot of faith that they're going to fight back. If Utah gets one early turnover in this game. I think it's I think it's done. It's donezo. There's no coming back. USC kind of feels like a uh a one and done basketball program, right? You have some really good players yep. that you know are going to the next level and you have some dudes. And then you just have some practice players. And that's what they feel like to me. And you know what? You're going to have a number 1 overall draft pick and you're going to have some offensive weapons that are going to go first round for the next drafts to come. And maybe you have a defensive player here and there first round years to come, but you're not a team. It does not feel like a team playing football. Utah feels more like a team. And I don't know if they have a first round draft pick on their, on, on their, on their squad. They might have that safety that he's nah, he, the Cole Bishop won't be a first rounder, but I really like Cole Bishop. He'll be a but top, you know, top 100 guy, but you get what I'm saying, right? Like that, that, that is a team. No first rounders. USC might have it does for every year they should have one. Right. It's it's like it's it's like Kentucky just lost 
to a team that they shouldn't have. And it, they've got, you know, their four first-round picks, three th- first-round picks, and they're going up the following week to play against, like, Georgia Tech. And mm-hmm. Georgia Tech just got a bunch of fifth-year guys who don't care. And I, obviously, it's probably not the best team pull off the top of my head because Georgia Tech's never been good at basketball. Who who would be, be a better cop? I'm trying to think of in the ACC that just never puts out draft picks but is always decently well-rounded. UVA almost. I mean, I oh, they, yeah, UVA. Yeah. Okay, so it's like having they a, you know, you, you, like they, you know, they have guys right. that go to the NBA, okay. but they're, it's so, not like, oh my god, right? Yeah. It's like having to turn around after losing to losing to Duke, let's say, and then you got to play UVA, and you're thinking like, oh, we're better than this UVA team. We got all these NBA players. We got all these guys that are going to go in the first round, but they've got like seven fourth and fifth year guys, and you're just not thinking anything of it. It is a veteran defensive unit. And I'm just telling you, if USC isn't ready to fight, this is a this is a fight. You when you show up with Utah, it is it is a back of the the bar fight. It's they not a football it, game. It's a bar fight. They made that known in Week One versus Florida. They made it known that we are going to fight every game. And it's little off stadium, man. I, I've been. I oh, Utah's been fun all year. All right, betting picks. Let's get to them. Um, let me write down my out point. Oh, what happened? Did you drop one? Uh, okay, I dropped one. I'm still technically up two picks because you pushed. Percent. I haven't I haven't recalculated the percentages. I'm at 14, 9, and 1. You're at 12, 10, and 2. That's By right. the way, f- fuck you. Fuck you. What? Because you picked two games that I actually bet on. So now I can't root against you. I have to now, in conjunction with it, if my bets hit... They hit for you. You suck. You unoriginal buffoon. Unoriginal jackass. I bet you haven't even put money on these bets yet. I put money on these bets. You could go screw. Maybe one bottle. Yeah, yeah. They're good bets, Joe. You're a piece of garbage. Why? You're a piece of garbage. I'm not doing shit during my bets like you. Uh, and then, oh yeah, here we go. Pick Start up off. Rutgers off Start. the off the mat after they won, but and didn't I'll bet cover. on them in real life also. You you suck, boy. Yeah, I do bet on them in real life. I bet Rutgers minus five against Indiana. Indiana is hot piss garbage. They're the worst <laughs> team in the Big Ten, and Rutgers is a surging dominant force in the conference. They're going to cover those five points. I, I compare this. Say? I the surging can, what dominant force? They are a not surging they dominant not. force. Kyle Manungai is running all over all over everybody, okay? So put some damn respect. They embarrassed Northwestern when they played them, and this is comparable Don't to as bad of an opponent. Me. Don't shake your notebook. I'll stick this thing up your ass if I feel like it. Give okay. me Rutgers minus five is my first pick. Okay, my first pick here. Uh, Duke getting 14 versus Florida State. Florida State's really good. I'm a little nervous about it. But I am putting. I some hate this pick. You know, Riley Leonard's not playing, right? I'm aware, but they covered last week. Against NC State. They? Against NC State. The Duke defense is legit, and I think they score a couple touchdowns. God, I need. Give I need this me. pick to hit. I need them. I need Florida State to put up sixty. That's fine. I need four Duke for twelve. Up, I need Duke to put up forty-seven. Then. The quarterback was four for 12 last week. You think that they're going to keep up? This is the worst pick that I've ever seen in my life. You just said Rutgers was sweeping the Big Ten. 
They're they're covering every single That's game. That's different. Except once. They That's didn't cover different. last week. You're talking like they're going to win it. What's your next one? Wisconsin minus two and a half versus Illinois. Look, Illinois. I've been, I make a lot of my picks based on who the bad team is in That's the matchup. Good. That's a good strategy. I know Wisconsin just lost. It's an embarrassing loss to lose to Iowa. Illinois has not been very good. They have consistently underwhelmed. And actually, I'd be curious if you pulled up that. I think that they don't cover on a very consistent basis. They really are not. They just are allergic to covering. So I think that Wisconsin, the two and a half points is very doable. There's a bit of a bounce back game. Not going to blow them out, but are going to win by, I think, a touchdown or more. I, I just need a field goal. That's all I need, a field goal. Yeah. All right. he's, he's talking like a better now. He's finally in. Uh, uh, shut up. Finally I've been in, in before you I have. Won't I won't watch a second of that game of Wisconsin-Illinois. You... Wait, what did you just say to me? I said you're not as much of a, a, a college football better. You're not as much of a college I do like 12 games a weekend. I know you don't bet as many games as I do. 12 to 15 games oh, Well, a yeah, your penny bets. I forgot. You do. Have I don't do penny ball. bets. I don't do penny bets. Oh, oh, Mr. Big Bucks over here. I put $15 on the under on Monday Night Football. Oh, I made 17 Is that supposed oh, to be me? Oh, I'm Mr. Moneybag Sean Anderson. That's Shut the hell up. What's your, what's your second pick? I hate that you stole You don't know this anything me. about the sweat. I hate that you don't know anything about the sweat, and you don't respect it if you're, if you're I hate that a you Monday stole Night Football under. I do it every week. Don't, don't, I did it Air yesterday. Force giving 11 to Navy. Air Force is rolling. They are hot. And they are going to be fighting for the top of the Mountain West soon. And you, you, you shut your mouth. If you wanted this and you didn't want me to take it, you should have put I, it in your bets. Air I, Force is a good team, and I want them to win by thirty. But all I need is eleven. This yeah. is the thing that you, pisses you, me you, off you, the most. Yeah, is go because ahead. I was going to write them down, and then I said, you know what? I'm not going to do those these two games. I'm not going to do them. I really like them, but I'm going to go with some other more mainstream ones. And you just, you just, if I. If I wrote those down, would you have stolen them from me? Would you have copied me? No, no. I no. haven't done it all year. You're just Go doing ahead. shit, man. My last Go one, ahead. Oklahoma State plus three and a half versus Bad West Virginia. Bet. Terrible bet. Oklahoma State showed us against Kansas State that they've got a little more juice than we thought that they did. Um, they also body bagged Kansas. Wow. They are. Oklahoma State. I didn't know this until Blake pointed it out to me. Oh, uh, here we go. Uh, Oklahoma that? State under Gundy is like in the ninety percent like win rate in October. They are a weird October team. They always show up in October. I don't think that West Virginia is that good, and I think that that we were just playing a bit. Oh, we were gonna fire Neil Brown. Look at this. Look at this. It, look, it, look, wasn't look, a bit. Look. it wasn't. It a was bit. a bit. I think they were. Because they strung off a couple good ones. They beat Pitt, who was fine. They beat Texas Tech, and they beat TCU. And they, lost, bad teams. And they lost on a Hail Mary to Houston. They, they are all three. All of those teams are as good as Oklahoma State. I need redemption. Oh, God. You hear one stat, you take the bet. Jeez. Been there. Trust me. Yeah, all you I need you is don't want to hear any stats. You just, blind, stat. you just blindly pick shit. You don't, you don't look at anything. I've been thinking about doing a uh, – just for the channel, a series of shorts. I'm going to call them uh, Stats for Dummies, where if you're susceptible to hearing one thing and liking it like me, I'm just going to oh, give no. you a stat about a team or a game, and then you can say that to your friends to make them think you know what you're talking about. That's what I think the, the series is going to be. You should do that. 
Uh, I would not include Oklahoma State three and a half, though. That is going to fail uh, miserably. Uh. My final bet, JMU giving three and a half to Marshall. JMU fans want to be ranked, and they have a team that is, I think if they pull this off, maybe they have a shot at hitting that 25 number. JMU is a very good team. And Marshall has, I mean, what did they have? They had one big win in the last couple of years. I can't remember against who. Uh, I remember it made some waves. I think it was early last year. Who did Marshall beat last year? It was like a big deal. Hmm. Well, I guess we'll never know. Uh, regardless, I'll, I'll take JMU giving three and a half. Oh, Notre Dame. That's right. You're a piece of shit. At Joe DeLeon, at Sanderson Radio. We'll be back with more. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.